Business owners often wonder, what's the thing to concentrate on the most? The transactions that get you there or the strategy to keep you there? My name is Chris Joslin and welcome to Jaws Bites. Well, welcome again, everybody, to another edition of Jaws Bites. I am Chris Joslin, your host, welcoming you back once again to what hopefully is a continuation of a conversation that I am really enjoying having with you out there in the uh, in the general population and audience. Really, what we're trying to do is continue to mainstream something that has been in the outskirts of, of conversation for a very long time, something very important to all of us, transportation, logistics, supply chain, and whatever you want to, whatever moniker you want to put on things. It's important that we as a population as a whole start to come to a better understanding of what we do as users of and consumers of goods and services, uh, producers of goods and services, and everybody that fits in between, which we are. Uh, a better understanding of that gives us a better understanding all the time of the, the world we live in and what we do and how we are connected as a, a uh, certainly a local, regional, and uh, national community in this country. Supply change, the infrastructure around it is very important. And it's and one of the, the goals we have at iLevelLogistics.com, which is probably coming across your screen if you're watching the video, which we want you to come and support, subscribe to YouTube channel, uh, get on Apple Podcast or Spotify anytime you possibly can and listen to this. Gain a little bit more understanding. If you're a professional in this business, a would-be professional, a student, or just somebody generally wanting to expose yourself to more information and uh, expand your knowledge base in the world. That's what our goals are. So come join us. Do those things. Go to iLevelLogistics.com. Go to the drop-down, go to I-Level-U-C-C uh, and learn as much as you possibly can because that's how we build a better community. So, but today, what I want to do is kind of take a look because the other day I, I focused in on some of the parts of owning a business and some of the, the vital signs, if you will, to learn how to make sure your business is alive and well and, and uh, you know, healthy and those vital signs, the KPIs, the internal and external KPIs that I mentioned in, in a previous podcast, videocast, are very important to, a, to what I like to call the strategy of building a business. But I thought it might be also a, an opportunity for me to talk a little bit about the importance of transactions versus strategy in the context of building your business. Because in, in from my perspective, there's huge gradations of things that you can do when creating, building, running, owning, managing, and growing your own business. But we try on this videocast podcast to simplify things as much as we possibly can. So when you're going to build a business, I've, I've kind of titled this from mission to mortar. That's kind of the way I've titled this particular uh, uh, informational share that I'm giving you. And and really, there are kind of four basic components to uh, really looking at your company and deciding kind of how to put it together and how to run it from a high-level point of view. The first component is a combination of two things. It's your mission and your vision statement. 
and you can look at this those things over time and and you can you know share with your employee employees you can share with your staff you can share with your board member depending on how big or small your companies are you it might be a a a business of one if you're an owner operator or something like that but it's something that you could put on your refrigerator as far as your vision your expectation of where you're going to lead your um lead your company where you want it to go what is the vision you have where do you want to be once you've accomplished your mission and your your mission is something that is that is kind of a simple um descriptive paragraph if you will that talks about what you're trying to accomplish as a business both internally and externally for the people that are employed for the board members you have for the clients you share for the prospects you look for and for the business environment in general a lot of people get real specific on this i i find it's best to try to simplify things and um you know because that's that's really what we try to do is we try to look at you know what is a mission statement what is a what is a a vision statement things like that that set up your company for success so when thinking of your vision statement or something to put together as a vision statement that it usually describes kind of a long run objective for your company usually within a time frame of some sort 5 10 years maybe more maybe less it's really up to you as the founder and and person that manages and runs your business whether it's large or small uh to decide what that vision is but it's kind of the overall cast that you put out there the wide net for the um the ideas underneath that vision to help focus in on what you're trying to accomplish and a mission statement is kind of like the road map of how to achieve the goals set into place through your vision statement it defines kind of the purpose of your organization if you will and so having those two elements as the first part of the four point framework of building a business of creating and building a business is kind of if you want to visualize it i would use the analogy of uh, building a house or creating a building of some kind you have to lay the foundation you have to to put something in place the slab if you will if you're talking about a home or or the the sub levels if you're talking about a, a large building of some kind to put in in place to reinforce your ability to build on top of something that is the foundation your vision and mission statement is your foundation and i know a lot of people will go straight over that and skip right to let's get busy with transactions let's get out there on the road drive some miles start billing some people start there's nothing wrong with that at all but you must be able to come back with those transactions those other elements we're going to talk about in a minute and be able to put them on top of a firm foundation you know you, you certainly don't want to be one of the three little pigs that built something on out of straw or out of uh wood you need to build it on a firm foundation you need to build it out of a brick and mortar and that's what we're going to talk about in in a minute i don't know if it's a great analogy to use three little pigs i don't like to think of my company as three little pigs but in these days it seems like a lot of the business world out there is like the big bad, bad wolf and and so maybe maybe it does apply but but overall what we want to do is be able to focus in on those four elements the first of which is the mission and vision together as the firm foundation of what you're trying to build now in my opinion the framework of that building the structure on top of that foundation that is there to anchor and support the framework 
of that final structure that you're going to put together is the strategy around the business. Now, strategy can be defined all kinds of different ways, but in in my mind, it's it's kind of like the um, the long-term plan of action or the policy designed to achieve some kind of goal, right? It's your strategy. If it's in the short term, a lot of people call it tactics, right? But I'm talking about more of the long-term strategy to fulfill. Now, you can you can go into sub-levels and look at categories of your business and say, okay, this section of business needs a different strategy than that section of business. And we can get granular and do that, but that's for much longer podcasts. That's for I-Level U. That's for one of our courses we're putting together, things like that. But for the time being, We'd like to focus in on strategy as being an overarching strategy for your company, a, a, an action plan, if you will, to set in, in to put firmly and solidly and cemented right into the foundation of the building you're talking about, the support structure, the rafters, the beams for that building so that it can, so that the whole thing can support what is coming next. The third element it's got to be able to support the transactions that occur. And there's a symbiotic relationship between the two. Now, now going back to strategy for a minute, strategy is not the mission. Okay, the mission is the mission. Strategy is an action plan or a long-term plan around that vision and mission that we put into place. It, but it is a means to accomplish the mission. That's what it is, the plan. It's the means to accomplish the mission. So, you know, it is kind of setting the guiding principles, if you will, communicating it in such a way um, as to establish the patterns for decision-making for an organization. And what I mean by that is that if you have a vision and a mission in place and you start to develop a strategy, what you do is you set a requisite for the rest of your staff as your company grows to follow a decision-making pattern that is reinforced by the strategy, the mission, and the vision that you've set in place as the foundation and the structure or the pillars or the rafters or the beams or whatever you want to call it for the building that holds, holds the whole thing together. So... Pattern recognition is part of this. Setting a pattern is part of it. If you have no vision, you have no strategy, then you'll end up with no pattern. And you'll end up with yourself or employees making decisions arbitrary to what your goals of your company and the strategy of your company is. So it's very important, but it, it can't live in a bubble. You know, a stated objective is fine, and having a roadmap is fine, and a rule set defining a company's long-term success is great. But strategy, you know, strategy might be the how in how a business alignment process works, right? But uh, in, you know, maybe we should dig into strategy a little further because where, where there are different strategies, marketing strategies, there are kind of a complex number of them. You, you can dig through this and create complexity in a lot of different things, but I think it's worthwhile to delve a little bit into the overall view of kind of the, there's, there's a gentleman named Porter that's a, a Harvard professor that came up with a lot of, a lot of, um, granular analytic uh, in graphical analysis tools for defining types of marketing strategies. So Mr. Porter really came up with differentiating different types of competitive strategies because ultimately when we're talking about business, we're talking about facilitating things within a competitive environment. 
you have people out there, you have businesses out there that you're going to compete with. I don't care how large or small you are. And frankly, if you're a smaller company, you're required to compete with the larger companies as we've spoken about in other podcasts, other video casts. It, it oftentimes does not feel that there is a fairness involved between the overall complexities required of small and large companies. And we could go on forever about that sort of thing. But the reality is, is the reality, right? So you have to deal within the, the circumstances you're given and figure out ways to adapt and move your business along in a manner that's conducive of the vision and your mission that you put together and the strategy you've come up with. So one of those things is the competitive strategies. And you can break that down really into kind of four criteria that the gentleman from Harvard came up with, really, and marketing guru. You can look him up on all over the Internet, uh, Mr. Porter. Uh, his first name, I think it's Michael, um, slips me at the moment. But there is kind of four you know, long-term action plans that a company will have to direct its competitive advantages, strengths, and keep its weaknesses to the background, of course, to help with opportunities in the industry that you're involved in. It doesn't matter any industry, this works out the same way, but in our industry, this is what I'm focused in on. And those, those four, four types are cost leadership strategy, differentiation, lead, differentiation leadership strategy, uh, cost focus strategy and differentiation focus strategy. Now, those are kind of four different segments, but kind of two overall kind of kind of categories, really. And the first one, the cost leadership strategy, is really it's really only for those that have deep pockets in their large companies have some kind of of scale that smaller companies do not have. Because if you have a large enough scale, if you have a lot, a lot of, enough money in your pockets, then you can depress the overall uh, cost for your product or service. Artificially or legitimately, it depends, and, and there's usually a combination of those. If you have enough revenue to scale, if you have enough money in your bank, then you can create situations where you can push and negotiate for better underlying costs that gives you a, a, a better uh, advantage in the marketplace for the same product or service other companies might have. I mean, that is just strategy 101, but it is called cost leadership strategy. That's what it's called. Now, that's very efficient for, again, large operations, distribution channels, technologies, that advance and there's bargaining power. I mean, the best example in the world I can think about, well, the two best examples in the world you can think about are on the retail side with Walmart and Amazon. They have such large infrastructures. They've got such scale and such power in the industry that they can dictate to others pretty much the scale of the underlying costs that they need to be competitive in a market. That is something a small and mid-cap business really cannot do. So we will push that off to the side as long as you have that understanding that is there. The one that small companies look at the most or that large companies develop side niche companies for is the differentiation leadership strategy. And that really revolves around what elements in the service or product line that you have can you make a market difference from the rest of the world on? What makes you different? What sets you apart from your competitors? Is it the level of customer service? Is it the fact that you have newer uh, trucks than anybody in the market with better M&R? Do you have guarantees to your service? Are, do you have higher insurance levels? Are, are you involved in some kind of niche market that allows for a different kind of service that is 
much harder to, to resource for companies that they look to you? Do you have a level of expertise in acumen in a, in a business that allows you to have more referrals come your way? There's a whole lot of different things that this strategy involves. But what it does allow you to do is it allows you to to you know, target your marketing to something that's a higher cost level, but has more value. It has more value to the potential customer. It has more value to your current clientele base and the idea of growing organically with them. Very, very important. Now, the next one is called cost focus strategy, and that's taking kind of a, a either a geographic or a particular segment of your industry in the transportation industry, maybe you're talking about flatbed, maybe you're talking about refrigerator freight, maybe you're talking about barges going up rivers or down intercoastal waterways. Maybe you're talking about some kind of uh, uh, air air cargo or or maybe a segment of intermodal that's not as well known as others. Maybe it's not dry, easy freight, palletized commodities. Maybe it's transloading. Maybe it's something special. But in 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 any way, shape, or form, you look to what you specialize. Look to what you what you're really, really good at in your core competency, and you define a target of price that keeps you under in a certain amount, uh, under not undervalued at all. You still have a very good value, but you're targeting a smaller segment of an underserviced area with a, whatever product or service you have. Now, that really creates a segmented target market within a larger industry for you as a company. Maybe I think one of the best ways to do it in terms of transportation logistics from a trucker standpoint is maybe you have a handful of drivers and you have a hazmat placards for special types of, of transportation. And you have the insurance to cover it. You have the the uh, skilled drivers that, that uh, have the placards for the trucks and have the ability with their CDLs to do this kind of freight. And thus you can charge more. That's the idea behind that. The, uh, the fourth strategy of, of those marketing tools is, again, differentiation, again. But again, focus strategy, differentiation focus strategy. And this, again, has the same kind of element we talked about before, except we're not concentrating on the price now. In the last one we talked about, we were talking about cost focus strategy, where you lower the price of something you do well in a particular geography or a particular niche within your industry. In this case, you do the same thing with the you do the same thing in terms of geography or niche, but you don't do it through price. You don't through through cost. You don't do it through quoting under everybody else that perhaps could do something similar. You do it in terms of, again, differentiating yourself. Your company goes some extra mile, does something different, does hand unloading, does who knows? You you name it, that's what they do. So again, the, the four ways to think about the marketing in terms of strategies are concerned because as you can probably tell, I like to strategize. I think it's very important that no matter what this, in this next part we'll talk about, we'll get into this, but no matter how many transactions run through your company, no matter what kind of mission and vision you have, it should correspond in some way, shape, or form with the ability to be nimble, to be able to change, to continually improve. And the only way you continually can improve is if you have a continuous view of the strategies within the segments of your business you're talking about. And the main one is a marketing strategy of some kind, shape, or form. And that's what in this element is called competitive strategy, as we mentioned before. Again, cost leadership strategy, differentiation leadership strategy, cost-focused strategy, and then differentiation focus strategy. So two focus and two non-focus. 
So it's kind of a general overview and then focusing on niches. And I, I think if you listen to this or watch this over and over, you'll get the gist of what I'm talking about and you'll understand that these are vitally important to understanding who your clients are and what you should go after. And it'll be refined over time. You'll find that your company, as it grows, is way better at some things than others. That's join the club. And we all focus, we tend to unfortunately focus a lot of our attention and our time on things that are um, are, are negative or are, are more difficult aspects or our weaknesses. There's nothing wrong with focusing on our weaknesses and trying to change those as we go. But the thing that people always fail to remember is that instead of focusing on weaknesses, if we focus on our strengths and grow those, that's, that's what got us to where we are at. Whatever we're strong at is what got us to where we're at in our career, whether you're starting out or not. You may have been strong at academics. You may not have been. You may have been strong at applying life skills to different things. You may have, you know, 30 plus years in an industry like I do. So you may have learned and forgot more than you, than you can, you know, utter anymore. Use those strengths to your advantage and don't ignore your weaknesses there's nothing wrong with human beings trying to get better at whatever they were not doing well at. But focus in on your strengths and your company will grow. So, so we've talked about, you know, the mission and the vision together. We've talked about the strategy, which is that framework. Now, the transactions are necessary. You cannot have strategy without transactions. You can't do it. You have to have you can, you can strategize all you want, but if you don't have throughput in your company, if you don't have uh, margin running through and revenue running through and, and tenders, loads, so yeah, I kind of, I kind of, well, let's break it down a little bit because the word transaction kind of always gets the short end of the stick, right? It's a long word, and it, but it seems kind of truncated in a way. You know, it's, it, it, it seems to have a lack of nuance or thoughtfulness. It seems cold or analytical. It's transactions. Oh no, we've got all these transactions. How do we analyze these transactions? That's fine. But it can also be an incredibly effective tool. And just as a comparative, there are things, you know, there's things like transactional and versus transformational um, leadership. You know, transactional sounds like eh. Transformational sounds like oh, you know, that's kind of kind of the way you think about those words. But transactional is a very practical thing. It's effective in business environments with generally higher turnover or gateway business models. And what I mean by that is if, 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 uh, if you run a franchise restaurant and, and you want to be able to have people flip burgers and we have stuff, uh, you know, go on at your drive through window, you're going to have to think of some of your employees as purely transactional. They're there as a way station onto something else. That, that fast food restaurant that they're doing a job at, a very important job at is, is a, high turnover gateway business model as, as an example. Um, and transformational is more of like, Hey, you've got a mentor, we've got leadership classes, we've got training and sales and, and retention and distribution. We, we, we have a, a achievement plan for employees and we want you to grow and become part of a career here. That's transformational transaction. gets short end of the stick. So transactional versus relationship marketing. There's a good example. Again, I mean, transactional marketing is based on kind of the single sale formula. I've got a widget. I'm going to sell you a widget. When I'm done selling a widget, I don't need to sell you a widget anymore. And that, there's, that's that transaction. You have it. It's done. It's short-term benefit. Relationship marketing is totally different. You're going over and over to the same customer. You're trying to regenerate sales for that customer, whether it's a service or a, a, um, 
a product. In transportation, of course, you want them, whoever they are, to order over and over again. And repetition, repetition, you, you want to look into other things that they do and what they're trying to turn it into. And you want to grow organically with those companies because that's part of your sales program and your sales cycle should always have that strategically involved. So that's again, transactional versus relationship marketing. Relationship marketing sounds, sounds in, in my humble opinion is a better way to market, but the transactional stuff is a necessary part. You're always going to have people that want that one move from here to here, and they're going to pay you a large margin for doing it because you're a specialist at it, and you should take it. Don't don't throw it away. Diversify. You don't want all, you know, you don't want you know eighty percent of your freight or clients wrapped up in two or three guys that have great relationships with. Because as soon as somebody retires or moves on to another company, your relationship is gone. So there's always a mix of that. And from a relationship marketing standpoint, we'll have a further podcast at some point because there's a lot of serious strategy about making sure that you have a, a um, an idea of coming in to customers at multiple levels and we'll get into that another time but uh, suffice to say that type of marketing will allow you to have relationships for a very long period of time even when people leave and that's a, a very sound strategy to have but then there's also the purchasing side of things, transactional versus experiential purchasing. I, I probably used this, this term before, but it's one of my favorite. People go, can, can purchase a bed transactionally and go into a Costco or somewhere and pick up a bed, right? And they just bought a bed. Maybe they're buying it for someone else. When you buy a bed for someone else, you're buying a bed. When you buy it for yourself, you're buying something experiential, right? You're buying a good night's sleep. That's really kind of the way they're marketed, but also the way that you attach emotion to a, a product that is purchased. So again, transactional sounds, eh, <laughs> you know, experiential sounds great. And the same can, can be said for the transactional versus strategic thinking. So we've talked about both of those to a degree. I, and I don't want to discount one or the other. My, uh, my way of thinking always sides to a, a larger picture strategic view of what I would like to accomplish, where things fit with my vision, my mission, how we can explore new pathways and be strategic about certain things that we do. But I don't want to shed or make light of anybody that is looking at the transactional side because that's the bread and butter. And using the same analogy we used earlier, transactions are kind of like the, the bricks or the, the beams or the wood that goes into the house or the building that you're making. It's the, the smaller components that need to be put in place to fill the walls, to fill the halls, to fill, to fill the rooms with structure inside connected to the outside framework, which is bolted down to or cemented to the foundation. So again, the mission is the mission and the vision are the foundation. Mission and vision, right? Mission, vision, mission, vision. And the strategy is kind of the framework with the components of the marketing or competitive strategy that we mentioned. The transactions are the building blocks that, that I mentioned. And there's a symbiosis between the two. There really there really is. And you know, the the way I kind of think of transactions overall, in my kind of, you know, haiku <laughs> or whatever it would be called, 
my way of my thinking about it is, you know, orders made, orders paid, you know, orders filled, orders build. You know, that's that's kind of my my rhyme and wherewithal about what a transaction is really about. Those are necessary and they're oftentimes um, handled in a very systematic in perhaps even a mundane way. Perhaps they're done through ADI or EDI. Perhaps they're done with a customer service rep or a, uh, somebody that, that is tenders to their drivers, et cetera, and does really in-rote transactions daily, daily, daily. And there's an, another podcast entirely about how to handle your personnel in a way that allows them to get diverse into what they do and not get bogged down into the monotony that transactions can avail themselves to because that's what they can be. And again, Orders made and orders paid, orders filled and orders billed. That's the way, that's the way it kind of goes. And, and, but you have to ask yourself, when you have a, a foundation in place, a solid, good foundation with all the rebar and all the cement, everything you need to make sure your building is going to be you know, there for a very long period of time, then you put the framework up, the strategy around that. So you got the mission and vision is the, is the foundation. The framework is the, the, you know, the strategy you've put in place to keep it in place. The transactions are the building blocks or the bricks that you put into that building. Well, maybe you already followed my my lead on this, but there's one thing that's that's left to keep it all together, and that's the mortar. You've got to have mortar to keep those bricks in place. You can set the bricks in place. You can hope that the weight of the building keeps it in place the whole time. But if something runs into it and there's nothing keeping those transactions glued together physically, then you're going to end up with some real problems. So what you can do is you can define this stuff entirely by relationships. Your relationships are the mortar. Again, in another podcast, I want to go deep into relationships and how there should be a targeting at more than one level uh, within a company. And these, these kind of video casts and podcasts, of course, are for all sizes of business. We can get very granular on, on the way to look at small business, mid-cap business, and large business very differently. And that is mostly because there are, are uh, positions of scale within large business that allow some things that smaller businesses cannot. That also, though, provides smaller businesses with a way to very much diversify its personnel to, a, uh, to create very, very well-rounded, excellent people within the industry that give that differentiation for the marketing purposes we talked about early. So again, uh, to build a strong business, to, whether you're starting up or whether you, you're building from a certain spot and you're trying to grow, you got to think from mission to mortar all the way across. You got to think about the, your vision and how to cast that properly. You got to think about your mission and how it applies to the vision that you've cast. You've got to develop a strategy, which is, and I, I like to say this all the time, you put your, you know, um, your goals, which is your vision and mission, right? You put your goals in cement in your plans in sand. And your plans are your strategy, which means you've got to be able to be nimble enough within the industry to understand that it can change. And when it changes, you've got to be good enough with your continuous improvement plans and your strategy. I don't care if you're a one-person show or not. Think transactions, get those transactions going, and think the strategy about what's next to grow those transactions into larger and larger pieces of business. Stabilize them, grow the margins, do a lot of different things. It depends on your vision and your strategy. But if you do that, if you have the mission and vision for your foundation, if you have the strategy 
for your framework. If you have the transactions providing the building blocks of that building, and that if you have a solid relationship or relationships growing with multiple parties within your, your internal relationships and external relationships, by the way, but if you have those relationships and you're willing to put some time and effort into them, you will have a very, very solid business. One that you can then look to for those vital signs that I talked about earlier to make sure it's healthy from there. Now, again, I, I would love you guys to join the conversation. Give us, you know, a five-star review on, on Apple Podcasts. Listen to us on Spotify. See us on the social platform, LinkedIn, etc. There will be bits and pieces of this on Facebook and, and all over. We want to really get the word out as best we can. We want you to come to ilevellogistics.com, join the community, support us to support you. Because that's what we're looking to do. We're going to have some interviews coming up real soon. I've got a, a I believe next week I have a, a local trucker that, that I'm uh, a, an owner of a trucking company in L.A. that I'm going to be interviewing and some others coming up. But we, we really want to get your feedback. We want you to join our YouTube channel. We want you to be a subscriber to our our website and get that aggregated news from all over the industry that'll build your understanding of what's going on out there in the, in the transportation world today. And so once again, I, I'm glad you stopped in for a few minutes to listen, and I'm looking very, very much forward to seeing you and listening to you and reading from you in the very near future. Take care. <music>